Welcome to another episode of Skincare and Scandals. I'm Nicole, and as always, I am joined by the lovely, illustrious, wrinkle-free. <laughs> oh, I like that one, Alicia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're back today to talk to you about all the products that you slather on your face and the scandals behind them. And today we are talking about one of Alicia's favorite things to slather. I, this scandal hurts me because I have been such a proponent of this brand and I have encouraged people to use this brand and they had a rough start, TBH, and it's Naturium. So before we dive in, I do want to like set, not a disclaimer, but like clarify We're not necessarily talking about the products themselves in a scandal-like fashion, but rather how the products were introduced and initially marketed. That's our beef. So if we've recommended something to Turium and you're using it, cool. So are we. So basically what I'm trying to say is we're still perfect. Naturium is not. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, jokes but in all oh seriousness man. if we've recommended a naturium product still 100 safe to use i use several naturium products alicia uses several naturium products yeah. we're still going to recommend them but there is a scandal behind the initial launch of this brand that we think oh, yeah. we should uncover um and y'all should be really grateful because they're probably not going to sponsor us now but oh yeah oh well <laughs> Uh, I remember finding out about Naturium right, I want to say maybe like right around when they launched in Target or right before mm-hmm. um, I had found the mixed makeup page on Facebook. And that's kind of how I discovered Susan Yara. And I liked her videos. I mean, she ta- like she did product reviews and things and I'm sure some of them were sponsored, but you know, I, I did, I did like watching her videos and then I kind of discovered Naturium from that. And then going backwards, I realized that she was connected to Naturium, which she didn't talk about it being her brand a lot, but she did talk about the brand and then realized, kind of started doing my own research and realized that there was a period of time where she was promoting the brand without really telling anybody that she was connected to it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. So who is Susan Yara? So I love how this article says it. In a beauty influencer universe that's seen hairy lipsticks from Jaclyn Hill and a melange of intrigue from Jeffree Star, James (laughs) Charles, Shane Dawson, and Toddy Westbrook sustaining several tea accounts, Susan Yara was different. Mm -hmm. So as Alicia touched on, she was a former journalist. She established a, um, a YouTube version or a YouTube channel called mixed makeup, which was a conglomeration of two beauty outlets called total beauty and new beauty, which she held positions at. And she was a very, very trusted skincare journalist. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. girl send us tips on that dream job. We're out here in the streets trying to broadcast, get your gig, but yeah. Well, and, and one thing, if you've watched any of the mixed makeup videos, you'll recognize that she is gearing her reviews towards a more mature audience. And by mature, I mean like over 30, which hurts me to say that out loud, but (laughs) it is the, it's, it's the audience of people that are not necessarily running out and buying every hot new item. Mm -hmm. They're looking for staples. They're looking for stuff to 
um, just sort of enhance their natural beauty. They're looking for maybe ease before they run into the office or they're looking for respectable night out, you know, makeup looks. I mean, they're looking for good quality products that can be used on a regular basis. And at, at the time that that was launched, she was really speaking to a population that I think had sadly kind of been forgotten almost. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. It was, it was different. Her content was different. It was polished. It was professional. It was just, it, it really was. It was a breath of fresh air in the space and in the time. Yeah, absolutely. She was kind of operating mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Well, so mixed makeup starts in 2014. And in 2019, this company called Naturium started to be sold on Amazon. Uh, it went into beta mode on Amazon in October of 2019. And the website officially launched in February of 2020. And Which impeccable, impeccable timing to start a skincare line. Like, right. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Cannot have been better time to right. start a skincare line when everyone's bored and not wearing makeup and they're like, huh, oh, maybe I should pay attention to my skin. Like right. So she created Naturium with this the center, which is an investment firm and an incubator uh that's led by Ben Bennett. And uh Ben is the uh well, he's formerly a chief creative officer and co-founder at Hatch Beauty. So he was mm -hmm. an investor and he was acting as an advisor to her, uh, but also a partner with her. Um, she didn't really want the brand to be seen as a quote unquote influencer brand. And he didn't want it to come across as just a cash grab. So mm -hmm. their, their sort of MO at the center was to develop what they call evergreen brands. So it kind of gets started back during that period of time. In February of 2020, like we mentioned, the Naturium website went live. Uh, but at that point, again, they were not in any stores. They were just on... Uh, they, they just had that uh, that one web presence. Mm -hmm. So we go to April and this is when things kind of start not to unravel, but to become seen. Yeah. So the pores begin to come unclogged, if you will. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so she had a private Facebook group and on honor around April 15th, she promoted Naturium in that group and added a discount code. A few days later, on April 28th, she highlighted their vitamin C serum in a YouTube video as one of four affordable vitamin C serums that she loves. I want to point out the April, uh, the April 15th post because there, of course, the internet never forgets. And mm -hmm. there are there screen grabs of this post that you can still find today. And she specifically starts talking negatively about the ordinary in this post. And oh. she, says, she says in this post, the products are always sticky, greasy, or heavy. The Naturium products have higher quality ingredients and feel nicer on the skin. I think they have a lot of really good dupes too. Biosant squalene, uh, drunk elephant marula oil, high percentage niacinamide and vitamin C serums, encapsulated retinol, et cetera. I just want you guys to use better products is what she said. Oh, and I didn't said, know that part. That makes us juicier. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she said, I got a discount from the brand, which makes it sound like she is an independent third party. Mm -hmm. That's really what it makes it sound oh, like. Oh, for sure. And then 
Um, she's interacting with, oh, this is such a terrible response. Someone asks in that post, it's in the Facebook group. Um, someone asked in that post, did they sell this brand in stores anywhere? And her response is not that I know of. What brand? Naturium? Yeah. Oh. Of course not that you know of. You're like a co-founder. You what know do you mean? Not that. I mean, that's what, that's why like that. I'm guessing. I'm like, well, wait, what are we talking about? This makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she said, okay, Susan. Okay. Yeah. Somebody else commented, how did you find them? And she says, they sent me a PR mailer when they launched. I went <laughs> myself. I put it in a box. I put it in my car and I shipped it to my, what? Susan. I know. Don't say it like that. Sweetie. No. So then okay. like, like Nicole that brings, mentioned. That brings yeah. a lot more context to these April oh, yeah. posts. Like, yes. And so then throughout that, the, like the, over the next couple of weeks, like you mentioned, she continues to post these like discount code reminders to people. Um, she says, I'm working on some partnership stuff with them now. So she has posted paid partnerships with other brands. Like she posted, she had a paid partnership with Ole Henriksen, but she did not post that she what had some sort of connection to Notorium at this time. Now, Which later, you cannot do because of the Federal Trade Commission. Later, they go back after she makes her announcement and they add something to this video. But at the time, there was no mm. mention of that. I just want to put that out there. So now mm. continue on. So she posts another video at the end of April where she talks about uh, tips with dealing with clogged pores. Once again, promotes a Naturium product. Then in June... Naturium releases a hashtag pull up or shut up disclosure stating two of its founders are Asian and Asian Hispanic, which Susan Yara is Asian Hispanic, mm -hmm. which is a unique combination. And you have this person promoting it. So it's not hard to put two and two together. Right. Um, about six days later, Susan Yara says that she signed the official deal to become involved with Naturium. And then drum roll first day of summer, June 21st, mm -hmm. she announces that she's behind Naturium. She's been pulling the strings all along. All she along. made the discount code she gave you. Yep. She knows that they're sold in stores. Yep. She packed her own PR package. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then obviously she posted an apology video on YouTube a few days later. Right. Yeah. As is the cultural norm and industry standard. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. So there was a lot of confusion. There were a lot of posts on the mixed makeup Facebook page. A lot of people were saying, you know, I'm annoyed by this. I feel duped. I feel, you know, this should have been disclosed to us earlier. Why were you acting the way you were acting? Like, why were you acting that you were just an influencer getting stuff from them? You were literally one of the co-founders. So a lot of people were not jazzed by this. Now, she, when she posted about it and, and, you know, kind of came out herself, she said in June, she talks about the brand launching in February. She planned on announcing in March, but took a step back as the pandemic unfolded and there were other issues going on at that time. And there were a lot of issues going on in March and April in May of 2020, lots and lots of things. But mm -hmm. she essentially said, you know, these were all the reasons she took a step back. Now, 
with or why she didn't announce. Now, it's not like she took a step back from promoting the products because she continued to make videos and incorporated the products. So she could have made the announcement at any time. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense why she would hawk and like push these products so hard, but then mm-hmm. not make the announcement that she's a founder. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. So she said, I stayed quiet for the first couple of months and took time to listen. It wasn't until I was tagged by someone in this group asking for my opinion about it that I decided to share and also give an exclusive discount. No, that, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Okay. And then she goes on to say, you guys are amazing. I love you so much. Uh, I want to apologize to anyone I upset about the route I took. Trust me, there are plenty of times I wanted to announce so that we could grow faster. But with everything going on in the world, the timing didn't feel right. Our moderators and the content creators that have talked about the brand only found out about my involvement over the last few days. And their responses have been a reminder of the love in our skincare community. I do not like her using the pandemic and all of the other like uh, really like, I, I mean, like I said, a lot of stuff was going on. Like, you know, she she references sort of generally racial injustice issues that were happening. I mean, there really were a lot. Of, like, you cannot yeah. overstate that enough that in March, April, May of 2020, you know, our, our world felt like it was crumbling apart. So I don't, it feels a little bit like she was using all of that as an excuse because it really comes across to me that she wanted to like soft launch this stuff and see mm-hmm. what the opinions were from like the general public before she connected her name to it. Which is which is smart, but then you shouldn't promote it. You yeah. should just let it sit. In that video, she declared that she didn't officially become a brand co-founder until June 12th. But that doesn't make any sense. No. Because she's a she's a brand creator. Yeah. And like, you can't be a creator and then jump on later. So like, even if there wasn't wet ink on the page, right. She was there from the brand's inception. Like she was on the development team. She might have been tagged and maybe bought a share later, but even so it doesn't matter if you get free stuff or sponsorships, you have to disclose that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about the Federal Trade Commission on this show before. We have talked about, you know, what happens if there's a violation of the FTC's rules. And you have to be honest to consumers. You cannot, you know, effectively pull the wool over their eyes and induce them to buy things without, you know, them having the full story. Now, to be fair, Susan Yar is probably small potatoes, honestly, for what the FTC yeah, is dealing with. Yeah. Uh, rumor is that apparently numerous people were filing complaints with the FTC about her, about Notarium, about mixed makeup, that reports were pouring in. So apparently a lot of people were annoyed about this. And it totally makes sense because the way it happened didn't have to happen. I understand if you want to soft launch your products and put them out there and just sort of like see how they go before you link your name to them. But she... She says here in her post, in her announcement, our moderators and the content creators that have talked about the brand only found about my found out about my involvement over the last few days. Okay, well, if you don't want to connect yourself to the brand, why don't you have these people talk about it and see how yeah. it does with them? It's not like you're the only person on earth that could promote this product or get the word out. Um 
you know, in order to drum up interest, it, it doesn't have to just be you. So I think people are completely justified in their feelings when, mm-hmm. when you look at how she was talking about it, she wasn't talking about it. Like she was a co-founder. She was talking about it. Like she just stumbled on to this company and like, like she was talking about it. Like we talk about products. Yeah. Like I found this and I really liked it. And yeah. we're not getting paid to say anything. Yeah. No. Sponsor us. But <laughs> I mean, like it, her whole thing and kind of persona was like being like a real adult on the internet. Yes. And then she kind of undermined her credibility, not because the products aren't super credible and good quality, not because the products are unsafe, not because she's necessarily like a bad person, but because she just didn't disclose her involvement. Yeah. And you have to do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it is a FTC violation. Um, and I'm reading an article from the Beauty Independent. And I think this makes a lot, a lot of sense. So the FTC can be very particular about enforcement. The fact that she did a mea culpa and went back and admitted her mistakes, I think will go a long way. I think she is taking the right steps and trying to rectify the situation, but issuing an apology does not really undo the violation because the reality is that her company probably achieved greater sales through her reviews and testimonials on Ethereum than without it. So that is where the regulatory transgression materialized into financial profit. I think that is a totally fair analysis of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The I think the fact that she apologized, because we've seen a lot of these FTC violations and we've talked about them on the show. And normally it's a don't do it again. There's not that much, but the, I guess not the crime, but the violation is that you don't disclose and you profit from it. Yeah. Which she totally did. And her timeline is much shorter than a lot of these other brands that have done this issue. But like, even with worse violations like the Sunday Riley fake reviews and things of that nature, they still just kind of got to don't do it again. And so I think her apologizing relatively quickly at the outset saved her a lot of headache and was probably why Naturium is still on shelves, why I am currently have two Naturium body washes in my bathroom. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think her apology saved her in some regard. Yeah, and I know uh, James Welsh was, um, I mean, he's he's a big mm-hmm. beauty blogger, uh, Hiram. Like we've talked about yeah. him multiple times. I know he was connected to to Naturium early on. They kind of got drug into it because they were promoters of Naturium. Mm-hmm. Hiram specifically said that he didn't find out about Susan's involvement until June twelfth. Um, I tend to believe that some of these other influencers may have been kept in the dark about Susan. Yeah, I can, I can, I can stand behind that. Yeah. yeah. But again, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me why they would be kept in the dark because if she was genuinely trying to gauge interest before connecting her name to it, just let them, let them run with it. Don't, don't promote them or don't promote it yourself. Let these other, mm-hmm. I mean, James Welsh has a huge following. Like I let, love his videos. Let him promote it. Um, you know, see, see what people's natural reactions are, you know, and, and like Nicole said, I mean, she did jump out and apologize pretty quickly. She said that she felt justified talking about Naturium without disclosing her connection to it because quote, she knew the formulations were good. And she said she felt pressure to make her announcement because people had picked up on hints that she might be involved with it. 
Um, and people were messaging the brand, asking about who the founders were. And, you know. Well, she said the founder was Asian Hispanic and she's Asian Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I don't, I, there's a lot of questions out there by people who've looked at this particular scandal mm-hmm. and said, you know, did her apology really help her? I mean, certainly I think taking responsibility, like you said, probably saved her in the long run from FTC investigations. And I mm-hmm. mean, look, like, is this the most egregious thing in the whole world? No, but I think it probably did serve to get them off on a rough start because I think a lot of people who had been following her for a long time mm-hmm. might have been inclined to think less of her recommendations after this happened because all of a sudden- what? What did you think? Because you were kind of a Susan Yara fangirl for a while. Well, see, I I kind of discovered it after all of this stuff happened. So, I mean, it okay. had died down. And again, like, it's happening June of 2020. Any scandal. Yeah, we're, everyone's busy. Every scandal that's happening in June, July of 2020 is happening and then it's disappearing. I mean, stuff yeah. is just, people are like trying not to die. Because so, like, there's like actual scandals in that. I mean, honestly, like if she was looking for a good time to say, I'm sorry, and then have everyone forget June of 2020 was the time to do it, you know, excellent timing. So, I mean, she definitely did it at the right time. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think a lot of things probably combined to work in her favor so that she was able to avoid the ire of the FTC. Um, I, like I said, I found out about this brand really after all this stuff kind of died down and I purchased, I, I had not only watched her reviews, but I had watched some reviews of other people. Um, probably James Welsh, honestly, Welsh, is it Welsh or Welch? Welsh? Mm. Welsh. You say whatever you want. (laughs) Um, it may have been some of his reviews that I watched some Notarium things for, but you know, I, I knew the formulations were relatively gentle. Um, you know, one of my, uh, one of my more memorable moments was when I had to swear off the retinol formulation that they offer. Oh, do tell, do tell this story. This is a good one. This, this is a big, this is a kind of an inspiration. This is one of the things that went into our founding of skincare and scandals. The story (laughs) is, is kind of pivotal in the idea. So I think you need to share it. So a lot of the products that Naturium sells has their like active ingredient percentages in it. The niacinamide has the percentages right on the front of the bottle of niacinamide, zinc, like all that stuff. The vitamin C has the percentage on the back or on the front. And you can see, you know, what the active ingredient is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but their retinol does not. And at the time when I was really getting started, I had discovered this line and a lot of their products were very gentle. Uh, their vitamin C was very gentle. It was a great starter for me. And I was also using the niacinamide, also very gentle. Niacinamide pairs really well with retinol. So it was easy for me to just like pick up the vitamin C, the hyaluronic acid, the niacinamide and the retinol, like boom, 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 mm-hmm. 20 bucks a piece. I've got my entire skincare routine. It's all very gentle. It does the job. Uh, But, you know, as I read more and as I researched and studied more, I realized I needed to be conscientious about the percentages of my active ingredients in my retinol because 
I might want to up that percentage mm-hmm. and maybe experience some, some more benefits or, you know, maybe I have a higher percentage, but I don't use it as often. Like I kind of really wanted to experiment with that. And I couldn't find anything anywhere on their website on target, like nothing about, and, and by the way, I started purchasing it after it launched in target. So maybe like, okay, yeah. I don't know, 2021, whenever, whenever, no, it had to have been 2020 when it launched in Target. Um, anyway, uh, whenever they launched in Target, that's when I started using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I actually emailed the company and asked them if they could tell me what the percentage of the retinol was. And they emailed me back and they said, that's proprietary information. And I said, okay, well, other brands disclose that I'm not interested in using a brand that won't disclose that information because that's really important. And they responded back and they said that, you know, our our products are very gentle for everyone to be able to use. And that's proprietary information. We're not giving that information out. I said, great, you've lost a customer. Send. <laughs> and and, and they didn't they didn't lose a customer. They just lost her on that one product. Yeah, yeah that is what brought it. Um, but that's that's what I knew. That Alicia was a type of unhinged that I could really relate to and respect and that we would have a long and fruitful friendship. Yeah. And here, here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's something I've always talked about that's very important to me is knowing your percentages because in, again, this is in my opinion, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. Uh, if the percentage of the active ingredient is not listed and the product is also marketed as a gentle product, then you can be pretty sure that the percentage is very low because Mm -hmm. unless it was low, then it wouldn't be a gentle product that would be like that anybody could use. Right. So, you know, I, I kind of put two and two together on that. And I said, okay, I'm thinking the percentage on this is probably pretty low. Maybe it's a 0.1, 0.1, maybe it's a 0.05, maybe it's a 0.03 or lower. And I'm yeah. thinking it might, I personally, I think it's probably around like the 0.03 mm-hmm. range because I think that's, that's, that's a, I would say probably pretty gentle for most people to use. Um, that's my, again, I have no mm-hmm. science to back that up, but my personal opinion is that it might be around like 0.03 or something. Right. And, and I just want to jump in really quick. So we've talked about retinol a lot on this show, but why it's important is because you don't want to start at like a 1% retinol. You want to build your way up. And so if you yeah. don't know your percentage, you don't really know where you're starting. Yeah. And so it may be unmarked and you're like, oh, this is gentle, but then you don't really know like how to build your routine and go up. And so like, it's nice to know the percentage in your retinol. So you can make that decision and be like, okay, I think I'm ready to go up. Or if you use one and it's like peels your face off, you're like, I want to go down. So it's nice to know what you're using percentage wise, Yeah, which is why Alicia took it upon herself to be an informed (laughs) consumer, gold star and email the company. Yeah, no, it's for all the reasons Nicole just mentioned. That's exactly Mm -hmm. why I wanted to know the percentage I was getting. I was I was researching. I was learning. I was trying to get smarter with this stuff. um, And I really wanted to know. I wanted to know the best way that I could, you know, get more benefit out of the products that I was using to Mm -hmm. make my skin better. And they were not willing to disclose that. So I understand there are a lot of companies out there that treat their percentages as proprietary. I get it. Um, I think people are only going to stick around so long with that. I don't, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have a lot of turnover with fans. 
I, I don't, I don't see how you have long-term dedicated users of products when you don't disclose the percentage of active ingredients to them. Right. I just, I just don't. And totally look, agree. I, I have recommended that line to tons of people who are looking to get started. People are like, I need a gentle retinol. Where do I get started? And I'm like, you know what? Gentle, Naturium, the retinol at Target, 20 bucks, go get it. Uh, mm-hmm. The vitamin C, I need to get started. Where do I start? You know what? The Naturium vitamin C, super gentle. Uh, go, mm-hmm. go give it a shot. The niacinamide, I use that often still because niacinamide pairs really well with retinol. It, and it has like a great like feel to it. It's very like soft and sort of like silky serum. It's really great. So, um, I mean, I, I still love a lot of their products and recommend mm-hmm. them to friends, especially when, like I said, when they're trying to get started, they're looking to not break the bank. Um, but you know, I also have a lot of friends who have, you know, are, are dealing with sort of that like midlife acne crisis that a lot of us get in like in our, in our thirties and, mm-hmm you know, I'm, I'm like that, that may not be a great place to start for you. If you're looking for a retinol that can kind of dig in and really help you. I mean, you're going to want to look for something that you actually know the percentages on because you're going to, you may want to build that up. You may want to move to a retinaldehyde, you know, after you start with retinol for a little while, like you may want to call your derm and ask for retin-A. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, unless you've, you've got some information, you can kind of map those things out for yourself. I mean, yeah, you don't really know. Yeah. So that that's a tangent. That's a side story a a little bit, but yeah, that was that, that was my, uh, Mm -hmm. interaction with Naturium customer service, Naturium customer service. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I, like I said, I know that people have within themselves canceled Susan Yara. They've canceled mixed makeup. They have filed FTC complaints against her. You know, for them, her credibility with them mm-hmm. was torn apart whenever she did all of this stuff and she didn't come clean. I know that after a while, she actually removed her I'm sorry video from June of 2020. She removed it from Mixed mm-hmm. Makeup. The video is like nowhere to be found. From what I understand from the original Mixed Makeup group, when all this stuff went down, that there is a large population of people that just completely wrote her off. Mm. To me... To me, I guess I'm willing to give her a break. Again, it's not the most. If she sends you a PR package that's properly marked and we properly advertise it, is that yeah? Is that that the deal? Yeah, that would that would that would absolutely Mm -hmm. help. That would totally help a lot. Mm -hmm. No, I guess I'm willing to give her a break, man. You know, I I get what she was trying to do, and when you look at all the stuff we've talked about, it's really not the most egregious violation. I think it was egregious because of who she is and her brand. Yeah. And how she built it to be like a very, it was just different than a lot of the noise. Yeah. And then she added the noise back into her own brand on accident by trying mm-hmm. to stay quiet. And it just backfired. And I I truly think it was a miscalculation. I don't think there was yeah. any malice behind it. No, I don't um, think so either. But it's just interesting that one of the most like accessible skincare brands that you get at the drugstore has this like little tiny scandal behind it. That's not yeah. that big of a scandal. But it's a scandal. And if there's a scandal, yeah. we're going to find it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. This, this is one. And I guess, you know, sort of similar to like the Peter Thomas Roth, uh, Mm -hmm. Rose stem cell and, um, you know, like Sunday Riley. I mean, girl, we are still buying Sunday Riley products and we are still buying Peter Thomas Roth rose stem cell masks. And yeah. we are still buying all this stuff. Like we are still telling our friends to use this stuff. But, you know, what what would a good skincare brand be without a little bit of drama? I know, right? <laughs> there has it's to be what, something it's, interesting. It's what we thrive <laughs> off of. It is what we thrive off of. This is not we're not making like judgments, like personal judgments about no, people. Um, no. But it, it is kind of funny to see, you know, and, and like we talked about with Jaclyn Hill there, it, it's interesting to see sort of the missteps that a lot of people take early on with brands mm-hmm. where sometimes they just make bad decisions. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just make bad decisions and life is but an amalgamation of your choices. Yeah. And luckily for us in 2023, there are like a billion different skincare brands oh, that yeah. you can choose from. And if you are one of those people that cannot stay, that like Susan Yara lost all credibility with you, there's like 40 other things. Yeah, you'll be, you you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone yeah. will live. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, this, this is one that's kind of been floating out there for a little while mm-hmm. that we hadn't talked about yet. And you know, the time just felt right. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it was time. It was if time. If you if you love Naturium, I'm very interested to hear. Send us a message and let us know yeah. if you knew about this scandal or if you, you know, if this scandal changed your opinion on Susan Yara or using the Naturium brand, or if you know about it and you just don't care. I'm just genuinely curious what people's opinions mm-hmm. are. Me too. Please DM us. We love yeah. to interact. Yes, let us know. We really we really do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up this time. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Get your skincare fix throughout the week by following us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, and the occasional TikTok at Skincare and Scandals. Send us an email or a DM, and we just might answer your question on our next episode. Our contact info is in the show notes for each show. 